Hello and welcome to the Cozy Feminine Podcast. I'm Emma and it's April and oh my goodness am I excited for all of the different ways we are going to bloom this spring. It really is beautiful. Honestly, it's beautiful to think that we woke up today to experience the world all over again as if we are always the students and children of the earth tapping into our femininity continuously so long as we open our hearts to it. Over the course of this journey of mine, delving into the different emotions and visions and expectations for what it means to be a more feminine woman, it has occurred to me that there are ways that a woman can show up for herself and her femininity, ways that are more productive, more meaningful, more healthy and fulfilling. And then there are ways that are a lot more draining, unhelpful, cold and unhealthy. I refer to these different habits, these actions, thoughts, whatever you feel resonates best with you as frequencies, similar to the way light, color and sound travel through this incredibly beautiful world. There are levels of energy that are higher and lower and present themselves differently. There are habits, ways that we as women can show up that create energy for ourselves and others or move it away from ourselves and others. And today, I want to really touch upon the five low frequency habits, the ones that move energy away from ourselves and others, the ones that drain and suck the life and nourishment away from the garden that is where our flowers bloom. Perhaps these low frequency habits might truly suck the life out of your own garden as well. And I'm sure there are bunch of low frequency habits that I might even be missing. So definitely if I'm missing anything, you let me know. You can reach out to me via the Cozy Feminine on Instagram or you can email the Cozy Feminine at gmail.com. And not only will I share these low frequency habits, I'll add on a way that I've been combating these habits with better alternatives in order to help increase frequency and add value to my femininity and hopefully to yours. So let's jump right in. Let's get it going. This is so exciting. This is going to be a rather heavy episode, but I think it's going to be one that you're going to love. At least I hope. (laughs) First low frequency habit that has to go for sure is watching over sexualized and violent shows. Nothing screams subliminal damage quite like watching media that isn't suggesting more wholesome outlooks, pursuits, and philosophies. Not that a show can't have a little bit of romance or spice because who doesn't love a good classic rom-com or even some scenes that bring action to the table with a fight battle for freedom and family. No, no, no. The shows that I'm referring to are those that offer and encourage excessive sexual promiscuity and violence. The shows that turn our minds into a soup of impurity and hedonism, even as far as nihilism. These shows offer very low, if not in the negative, personally, I think, ROI, return on investment. So the time that you're spending watching shows like this, you're actually not bettering your life. In fact, you're taking away from your life. Um, You know, especially when the sexually promiscuous or violent characters are glorified 
that in a way it's better that they are like that because when we watch shows like this even if consciously we think that they're not doing anything to us subconsciously we are altering our state of acceptance for this behavior even if it makes for really good tv we are in a way subliminally validating the behavior because we're willing to indulge ourselves into it so there are shows there are there's music there are comedians even that can really you know they can be so entertaining they can be so much fun to watch and yet we walk away a lot of times and this is how you really know when we walk away feeling tired drained like we didn't really gain anything from the experience of watching or listening to the shows or the music or anything like that, that's a really good indicator that we just engage with a low frequency habit. And this is a biggie because I myself am very guilty of being into sort of the dramatic reality TV shows, the ones that are definitely overly sexualized. I'm not a violence person. I'm not into violence or anything like that. But again, it's the same philosophies. And every time I watch these shows, I walk away feeling like duty. It's not good. (laughs) It's not fun. And truthfully, I almost feel like I just wasted a half an hour to an hour and for what i could have been doing something else you know and and i find that i tend to engage with these kinds of shows and channels and music when i find that there are brown patches so to speak in my garden of connection you know what i mean like where i am bored or i'm frustrated with something personal and i'm looking for a distraction it's never because i really want to learn and i want to become better for watching these shows or engaging with this kind of media it's usually because i don't want to deal with whatever it is that might be creating discomfort in my own life so that leads to the way we can combat this and All of these habits and everything, I feel like I'm about 75% there. So as I'm speaking to these habits, I'm not speaking to them as if I've arrived 100%. This is all coming from me, someone who is constantly learning and figuring out how to better my femininity. And if there's anything that I can learn and then share, I'm going to do that. So the media was a big one and it's still a big one because I will fail on occasion and I'm doing my best to show up differently so I can exchange the low frequency for a much higher frequency, okay? So the way that I've done this so far in my advice too is I don't personally recommend going cold turkey. However, I definitely recommend placing legitimate restrictions and weaning off of the unhealthy media that encourages less than wholesome lifestyles. And the way that we do this is by replacing bad media with better media, with healthier media. So transferring out the drama channels, transferring out the, you know, overly excessive sexual deviancy, um, you know, and, and nihilism and all of that and violence and putting more wholesome creative channels and more like, I want to say like pleasant (laughs) media, you know, like really making an, an effort to put media in front of me that 
tunes into my feminine urge to create typically. So I like to watch, um, I love to watch cooking shows. I like to really watch thrifting and homemaking shows. I like to watch DIY. I like to watch what people do to their homes. And even though sometimes these can feel a bit boring to me, I realize it's because I am currently reprogramming my brain to see how wholesome channels and wholesome media, even when it comes to comedians listening to more wholesome comedy, um, I could see that I'm just not used to this. So I'm reprogramming my brain to find true entertainment in things that are not dramatic and sexual and violent. So definitely exchanging bad media with better media, very helpful. Also, honestly, limiting screen time in general is very helpful. And replacing that time that you would spend in front of a screen with reading, writing, moving your body, and creating are also great ways to help combat that. And connecting with friends and family is great too. So even if in the short term it's boring or lackluster, it's really just because we are reprogramming our garden to grow flowers and not weeds. It's the same process, however, it's a different quality of plant. So that is low frequency habit number one. Habit number two that can disappear into the horizon or at least be limited substantially is eating empty carbs, unhealthy fats, and lots of processed sugars and foods. Don't get me wrong, treats I find to be acceptable once in a while, but those treats, you know, only stay treats if we don't eat them all the time. Because if we eat them all the time, then where's the treat anymore, right? They become part of our day-to-day food habits. And there are so many studies behind the concept of how different levels or frequencies of food can equate to the kind of internal energy that we have. How we feel about ourselves, how we feel about the world, how we tackle life and what comes with life and everything like that. Healthier food choices tend to lead to higher and more long-lasting energy and therefore are higher in frequency. Also, it's part of our femininity to care about nurturing ourselves and others. And one of the most important ways we do this is by making good decisions, healthier decisions for our diet. I'll be honest, this is tough for people like myself who consider themselves to be more of an emotional eater. I I eat when I'm bored. (laughs) Like I eat when I'm sad. I used to not be like this. I used to do the complete opposite. And then I don't know exactly what switched. And, you know, I I just became more of an emotional eater. But nonetheless, even so, I could still substitute unhealthy options for healthier options. In fact, I'm excited to have some future speakers on the podcast who want to share their knowledge on food, hormones, and nutrition. So definitely stay tuned for that. Eating better adds to our life. Eating poo does not. (laughs) That's Case in point, that is the most important piece of this, and I'll be honest, this is a hard one for me. However, every time I have chosen to eat better at the beginning of my day, I I just feel so much better. And if I can eat great throughout the entire day, ooh, it's the best. And I will say this much, I don't know if this might help anyone that struggles with this. I find that whenever I'm cooking, I treat it as if I'm cooking on a cooking competition channel or something, like on a cooking show, like Chopped or um, 
what's the other one i don't really bake but the like great british baking championship and such where that one is happiness on a whole other level but like not that i'm necessarily competing or anything it's just the energy i put into my kitchen at that time adds energy that i want to put into what i create so i don't know if that's a easy way to get people to want to cook more maybe and also choose better ingredients but that is another way that we can do this so it's all about substituting unhealthy for healthy because i will say this much before i go into the third habit it's very important from a psychology standpoint that we don't just remove but that we replace the idea isn't removal it's replacement because our brains will take removal as a sign of a threat something that's trying to hurt us and it'll make us crave it even more however if we create a path of least resistance to better replacements our brain is going to inevitably end up wanting to choose more healthier options than the unhealthy options that you're maybe making harder to get and achieve so it's just all that reprogramming through replacement over just removing all right that was fun. <laughs> Low frequency habit number three, spending money on things that don't add to our values, especially when we are spending more than we have in getting into debt. Full transparency, I'm currently in a little bit of debt. Nothing crazy. However, I'm seeing how my financial habits are impacting my emotional habits and vice versa. It's like a vicious cycle. So from that, I can feel the stress that comes from all of it. And it isn't adding any value to my life. You know what I mean? And to feel that weight of financial issue and problem. Oh my goodness, it's not good. On top of that, getting into debt over things that weren't absolutely necessary and weren't, you know, adding anything to do with family, relationships, my faith, traveling and so forth. It really makes the weight of financial stress even greater with an element of regret. How do we operate at a higher frequency if we strain ourselves too much financially, not being able to afford what adds value to our lives? Essentially, it's better to make sure that your money, your beautiful resource that you have is used towards a purpose as much as possible towards long-term fulfillment. And I know that this for me is also an emotional activity. I tend to get very um, inspired by product that I think could be really useful. And I sometimes don't, a lot of times, uh, I would say less than a lot of times, more than sometimes. <laughs> I don't really stop myself to think, okay, like what is this doing for me in my life right now? Because there are other ways that we can create and that we can get what we need without spending oodles of money. At the end of the day, money is not a bad thing. It's a resource that allows us to achieve different goals that we may have in life, even if it's as simple as, you know, making sure that we have food in our bellies and clothes on our back and a roof over our head, you know, and, and I think it's just so important that we treat money as this incredible resource that can do so much good for us rather than a resource that we take advantage of and then find ourselves in financial strain. And financial strain is one of those biggies when it comes to relational health. And if we aren't being financially smart, it can definitely resonate and translate to the way that we treat 
our relationships and our connections in life. Those who tend to make better financial decisions also tend to make better relational choices and also just don't have that weight on them financially to perform. And they're able to then take that energy that would have been put towards stress and instead put it towards more healthy activities like spending time with loved ones and, you know, creating and investing in hobbies and traveling and just doing more fulfilling things. And I think one of the best ways we can really tackle this part of our habits besides making maybe a budget is first establishing what your value system is and where where you would prioritize those values you know because if if you know what you care about and you know the different activities that you can do to complement what you care about what you value then you can always check before you hit that purchase button, so to speak, or swipe the credit card, you can always check to make sure, is this pertaining to any of my main values? Is this something that is going to give me an ROI, whether it be in time, whether it be in energy, whether it be in connection, whether it be in creation? So that's what I mean by putting this beautiful resource towards purpose as much as possible towards long-term fulfillment. Okay. We're almost there. (laughs) We have two more. Low frequency habit number four definitely would have to be not taking time to invest into personal hygiene and beauty. One of the beautiful dimensions to our femininity rests in the way we take care of others and ourselves. Taking time out of our days to really clean our faces, do our hair, maybe even put on some makeup and dress in a way that makes us feel beautiful and happy. When we roll out of bed and we don't take the time to make sure that we look like the kind of person that we would want to meet, we are letting the world and ourselves know that we don't really value our feminine beauty. We're not willing to optimize it. And sadly, what we tend to put out into the universe comes back to us in the way that we are treated by people, in the way that we even perceive ourselves and our own self-esteem. Not to say that we aren't going to have messy moments, of course we will, but we can have them and still uphold a level of pride in our health and cleanliness at the same time. Even the gardener can still have her hair brushed or in a beautiful bun or braid and have fresh breath from brushing her teeth and putting deodorant on. Even the mom who has vomit on her from her babies can still clean herself up, brush her teeth again, and do her hair, the basics of hygiene and beauty. And even the working woman can certainly put herself together because nothing is more low frequency than a woman who forgets that her beauty and health is a big part of what makes her so divinely feminine and beautiful. And as someone who is in the working world at this time in my life, you know, I will say people do treat us differently when we show up differently for ourselves and others. And unfortunately, people don't see our personalities first. They are going to see how we take care of ourselves because first impressions, even for ourselves, they matter. We, we need to take it seriously that we take care of ourselves, that we smell good, that we are not dirty unless, you know, it's one thing to be doing like an activity where you just happen to get dirty, <laughs> but like even so, just keeping yourself as clean as possible really 
increases that frequency of femininity and when we feel so divinely feminine we we exude that energy we exude that happiness that fulfillment and that's beautiful for us and people feel that too that you're you become more magnetic when you come off as someone who is clean who takes care of themselves and who's very comfortable in their own skin and the last low frequency habit is going to have to be spending way too much time online and on social media this habit is hard for me to kick personally <laughs> it comes and goes in waves but it's hard i 100 have a bit of an addiction and it takes away from my energy my time and my relationships and if anyone has been listening to the podcast of as of late i focus heavily on the importance of relationships both romantic and platonic because it's such an integral part of our femininity you know the feminine world is all about connection in fact, there are so many studies pertaining to how screen time contributes to unhappy marriages. And I wholeheartedly believe it is due to the energy investment into distant figments of what we perceive to be people's lives and not truly being connected to any of those lives. Compound that with divesting away from actually meaningful relationships and it all becomes a black hole for one of the most important parts of our femininity. Like I said, connection. Considering it's a habit that I'm currently working on alongside all of these others, I will say it's so helpful to set screen time limits, which most of the phones allow. I know that for me, I have an Apple and whenever I set a screen time limit, which I need to get back into, I don't know why I stopped, but I did. Um, it will actually give you a notification when you have officially reached your screen time allowance because you set the allowance and then it'll let you know and then you have an option to either snooze it so to speak or get off of the app and then you're done and the idea is that in a way it's almost parenting oneself because when you see that notification you're kind of like oh well i don't want to be bad so i'm just going to get off the app and we are then able to refocus our attention as of late i'll be honest i've been kind of into this game called 2048 it's on chrome it's just like a stupid numbers game and it has sucked my time away to the point that even my fiance he came home today and you know he was just coming home to say hi to shower from the gym and everything and then go back to work and i was not even by his side because i was just so invested into my phone and i regret it horribly because that's not how I want our relationship to go. I want us to be present with each other because he deserves that from me. I deserve that from him. And we can't do that if we are, you know, sucked into our phones. I think what also helps is keeping your phone as far away from you when you're sleeping as possible. I'm looking into a physical alarm clock over a phone alarm in all honesty because it's also important to remove yourself away from the blue light that comes from a phone. It can really affect your melatonin levels. It can affect your focus. And those who look at their phones first thing in the morning tend to have distraction issues later on. And that's just not good, you know? So I think it's great to set screen time limits, get as much phone work done before the time that you decide to shut down your phone. I tend to like, I would prefer to shut it down around like 
8 p.m. if possible and just give my eyes a break and give my brain a break too. So those are five low-frequency habits that really could just park themselves somewhere else yonder. I would say as a bonus low-frequency habit, just throwing it in there just pops into my brain, not praying and not having a, you know, a relatively healthy, strong relationship with a higher power, with God. I think that's another low-frequency habit. I think we become very complacent when we forget about that, and then we just sort of ride the waves of life with no intentionality, and that also will suck the life away from us. So I'm not going to go too deeply into that one, but that was just like a little bonus that crossed my mind. So with that all being said, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If there's anything that you want me to touch upon more specifically, let me know. If you haven't done so, please, please, please rate the podcast. It's great to, you know, one, see what you have to say, and two, bring more attention to the podcast, you know? So, if you haven't done so, please rate. I see the analytics and I'm so blessed to see so many followers and it'd be amazing to hear all of your feedback. And yeah, that's about it. I hope that you all have a great weekend, great holidays. If you're celebrating Passover, Easter, I think Ramadan is also happening, but I could be wrong about that one. But either way, I hope they have a great weekend and we will all talk very soon. Have a good one, everyone. Bye.